Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war Welcome to Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio, Thursday edition with Nurse Michelle. Today I have a return guest with me, Britt Galvin. She was here on the show with us before talking to us about her tragic journey following the COVID-19 vaccination she received in March of 2021 and again in May of 2021. According to the latest VAERS data, V-A-E-R-S, Regarding those that have been injured by the COVID-19 vaccine, Britt is among the 2,512,214 reports of vaccine adverse events reported to the VAERS system as of August 2023. For those who have not heard about what VAERS is, welcome to the majority of the U.S. population, including medical professionals. Yes, they are not educated either. Anyone who has become informed better about the vaccine adverse event reporting system is more likely than not recently educated since the 2020 pandemic. And it is true that there are a lot of truthers out there on social media now that are making sure to educate those that are within their following about the vaccine adverse event reporting system because it's such a significant conversation piece post-vaccine era, post-COVID-19 vaccine era. If you are a medical professional, then please make sure to see my show notes for this show and make take the 20 vaccine questions for medical professionals quiz to see how informed you actually are. You may be surprised how much you are not informed about VAERS. My goal is not to minimize you, but to wake you up. You are a medical mandatory reporter after all, and you should be upset that your medical institution that trained you to be a doctor or nurse did not educate you about the system and how to make an appropriate report to a vaccine injury. If you recall, Britt had to pursue and even threat litigation of a doctor who had even told her it was a vaccine-related injury, but they did not file the report without having to be harassed by the injured patient. Being that every single child in this country is essentially mandated from the moment they're born to start getting injected by these things called vaccines, Just think how many citizens are walking around under the age of 18 years old. According to the 2022 U.S. Census Bureau, we have over 333 million people in America. 21.7% of those citizens are under the age of 18, and 5.6% of them are under the age of 5. Attention, pediatricians. Likewise, our elderly population is heavily encouraged to vaccinate for flu, vaccine, shingles vaccine, and many others. And they represent another 17.3% of the U.S. population. This is a large number of our population. So attention, attention, medical professionals. You are caring for people who have been recently vaccinated and should know, and you should know something about how to identify potential adverse reactions of every single vaccine. Do you? Nurse Michelle already knows that I don't believe you do. So it's time to start getting educated. Today's guest 
is a victim of the COVID-19 vaccine, and she is not a representative of one in a million. We, um, we're going to provide you a citation in the show notes that show you that the VAERS data is only representing 1% of the accurate number of people that are actually reporting vaccine injuries or experiencing vaccine injury. So 2.5 million injured Americans is only 1% of those that are actually vaccine injured. And you may be among the population out there that's among the vaccine injured. So I want you to pay close attention to last time that Britt was on hearing her nightmare story and how misunderstood she was on her first time going to a hospital, they took her to a detox facility because she presented like somebody who might be high on some kind of major drugs. So medical professionals, needless to say, the presentations for these kind of injuries present in various ways because we have individuals that are very unique and these vaccines are not um, treating everybody fairly. We already know based on a, a particular site you can go to, called howbadismybatch.com, that there are certain batches that had almost zero complications associated to them and others who had more deaths associated to them. So there is obviously some bias based on what these pharmaceutical companies are putting out that there is not a clear message being done to these products. These products are not equal. They are not the same thing in every bottle. And Brit is an example of that happening. Now, what we want to go into today is really picking up where we left off with the tragedy of the amount of trauma that she has experienced since 2021, succumbing to a mandate that she had to continue to do, she had to do, felt like she had to do, because she was the primary breadwinner of her family, and she was threatened that her job and her ability to continue providing for her family was going to be threatened. And her job isn't just something you can just go get another same job. And if you recall, we all have mortgages that our entire budgets are based on and our income determines how much we can afford of everything we do every month. So yeah, Britt could have gone and worked for McDonald's, but could she have paid her mortgage if she had done that, right? So it's not like every single job was replaceable immediately or even in the near future in 2021. People were literally scrambling to figure out how to just pay this month's bills. And this was the threat that was upon them. And this is the threat that prevent, you know pushed her in this direction. And now she's paying a very high price and she doesn't have anybody helping her with her medical bills. And if so, it's not certainly coming from the government that mandated it. So let's get back where we were last week. Welcome again, Brett, for coming on to the show again. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I know it feels like TMI. You've said before that you feel like if you even were to try and start telling your entire story, you would literally be here for hours telling your story because it is that tragic mm -hmm. of a story. And every single little detail happens. You know, when you have doctors that are giving you a spinal tap, and you need that spinal tap to get some other diagnosis. And then you have a complication from the spinal tap and they won't even give you appropriate treatment with what's called a blood patch to relieve the severity of a severe headache from a spinal leak. Um, then you are in yet another form of suffering. So anybody who has any medical condition before they even come to get a vaccine that has documented knowledge of inflammation is obviously going to have risk of inflaming any future diagn any diagnoses they already had. So she has actually paid the price of that. Many of the medical conditions that she already had 
um, have been flared up since she's been vaccinated. And that is true for the majority of people that are out there that are COVID-19 vaccinated injured people. So when we were leaving off, we were talking about all the different various diagnoses you have. Let's start with at least reminding the audience of the diagnoses you carry right now. And let's start with the magnetism part because you've suffered quite a punishment for that. And let's go into the kind of suffering you've had just for daring to speak about the truth you were experiencing. Yeah. So um, we can, you know, quickly recap on that. The magnetism, it started immediately after the second one, if I'm remembering correctly. And I just want to preface just like I did last time um, for all of your listeners. One of my conditions that I have they haven't really pinned a diagnosis on it yet because I don't fit an Alzheimer's, um, you know, brain and I don't have MS, but I have memory issues where sometimes in some days I'm perfectly fine and I can spit anything off at you. And I sound like a scientist And the very next day. I can't remember an email that I wrote five minutes prior. I lose my place a lot. So throughout this conversation, you might have to bring me back to life. Um, so the magnetism started, Immediately after the second one, I believe I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me, but I know it was after one of them. My brother had sent me a text and it had a video in it that wasn't in English. It was from like Russia or China or something. And it was somebody sticking metal to themselves or like a, like a spoon or something. I don't remember exactly what it was a magnet and I did it and, um, it stuck to me throughout my four hospital stays. It stuck to me so much. So that I have on video nurses poking my skin, putting scissors on my, on my, on the spot where it's stuck, um, poking me going, what is in you? Like putting it on and taking it off so much so that the MRI, they sent me for a MRI, several MRIs. They sent me for x-rays on my arm. Cause at the time it was just my arm and it did evolve to my head and chest and neck and everything and stomach. All of it was magnetized at, you know, after weeks, but in the beginning it was just my arm. They sent me in two of the different hospital trips to the x-ray room to get x-rays on my arm where the MRI technician told me afterwards, I'm going to try it. I got vaccinated and started laughing, like mocking me, basically laughing about the fact that I was being x-rayed because I'm magnetized. Um, He also made a quick joke at me, which was, you know poking at me. It was gaslighting, telling me basically that maybe I was injured when I was a kid and my parents just never told me and I have metal in my arm. Um, you know, it it was kind of crazy, but it it was a very real thing. I, that's what made me go viral actually was that I was poked at, I was prodded, I was threatened. I, my work was called, my family was called, things were delivered to my house. People were doing background checks on me. I was told to go shoot myself and kill myself and commit suicide. Um, I was told that I was killing people by giving this information yet here I was just on live camera wondering what the crap was wrong with me. Like, why do I have, you know, it went from magnets to toenail clippers and fingernail clippers and big full-size scissors sticking to my head spoons forks out of the hospital like these weren't you know items that I built myself or brought myself they were literally from the doctor um at one point one of the doctors took his own clip metal clip off of his badge and tried with the metal clip so I have four substantiated occurrences within a hospital where it was you know it was actually witnessed that this was happening to me. Yeah. And last on the last show, we did play Dr. Peter McCullough addressing the contamination of the mRNA vaccines. And we played the part where he references the medical citations where this has actually been validated scientifically. 
So we do not need to wonder whether or not Britt is losing her mind or she needs a psych consult. We have a medical reason for why this has happened. It is contamination of the mRNA vaccine vials. And some people got some that were more highly um, populated with these medical metal particles and they became magnetic. So there's no need to gaslight her medical community. You're now informed. You cannot claim ignorance anymore. Now we know there is medical proof that these people were in fact magnetic following their COVID-19 vaccine. What were some of the other diagnoses that happened to you? So the other diagnoses I ended up, uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Um, obviously, we're talking to the medical community, so everybody knows who that is or what that is here. Um, pericarditis of the heart, neuropathic postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, otherwise known as POTS. I had a very severe case of it. Um, currently still suffer from that. I'm, I'm trying to get through it, but currently still suffering. Um, gastroparesis, memory loss. I ended up with like six white matter lesions in my brain that were not there prior. And we know that because I was in a car accident and I had an MRI that showed my brain. It was not there prior. It actually notates in all of the MRIs. I've probably had 12 MRIs since my diagnosis. And in each one, there's more changes. So it continues to happen. Um, yeah. So as a person who does have multiple sclerosis and has to have at least a minimum of one MRI of the brain every year, I know that when somebody tells you, you have lesions on the brain in the white matter, that there's abnormalities there. That's probably why you got yourself tested for multiple sclerosis, because when we see lesions on the brain, we think that she might have MS and there have been documented occurrences of, and I'm not sure how many thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people who've been diagnosed with MS following the COVID-19 vaccine. So it's no surprise that um, your brain started looking that way. Yeah. And it's not over. I mean, we still, I still see a neurologist repeatedly. Um, you know, I go at least three, four times a year at the very minimal. I just feel like it's gotten to the point where every time, every time I go there, he doesn't really know what to do with me. So, I mean, that's kind of how they all are. They just treat the symptoms and that's all they can do. They don't really know what to do. So there are a few other diagnoses with the inflammation is a major problem. My rheumatoid has come out of, my rheumatoid was already out of remission because of my car accident in 2020, but now it's like completely flaring. Um, and I've been able to control it some with, you know, some things that we've done detoxing, that kind of stuff, but it has not gone away. Um, I was on 13 medications at one point after all of this and becoming a zombie. Yeah. So if yeah. I've missed a diagnosis, I'm sorry. There's so many of them. It's just sure. like, and there very you know. likely is. And if, if everybody doesn't know, you know, I, I tell her, and I tell everybody else who's vaccine injured, you've got to get copies of all your medical records and start organizing it in an organized fashion in your home under doctor's notes, MD notes, specialty notes, whether it be cardiologist, endocrinology, rheumatology, start filing those notes behind there, get the actual notes from the doctors, what they actually wrote about you, get your lab results, get all your imaging results, get copies of your CDs and have a place that you can store in like a Ziploc bag in your storage that keeps all your CDs kept for you because they are going to be evolving. There is going to be changes occurring. And I want to make sure everybody understands that as we go into talking about what's happened to her with the punishments that she's had for daring to be an injured person, um, we're talking about a person who has a heart condition now, who did not have a heart condition, who has three leaky valves and the inability for her heart to regulate her heart rate appropriately. And if you cannot stand up 
without your heart rate either dropping or accelerating and you potentially falling, you know, you can't function normally in society like you used to do. And as she said in the last show, she's, she knows that the Brit she was is no longer. It's a new Brit. She is, um, you know, handicapped in many ways, but because she has a tenacious spirit, she is using everything that's happened to her for good. She's making a difference, trying to get the word out there and be the brave person that will say what other people are too afraid to say. Or the reason why a lot of them are afraid is because they've already also gone to their doctor's appointments and they've been gaslit and abused by their medical professionals and they have been shut up essentially. So now Britt has this uh, public forum where these people can follow her in mass and they can feel like, okay, if there's some research out there that's helping us, Britt can share that with them. That's the same thing Nurse Michelle's out there trying to do and the Nurses and Nurses Out Loud are trying to do is whenever there's valuable information. But we've got a girl with a heart condition. Gillian Barre, for those who do not know what that is, that she's was paralyzed, okay? Could not walk and use her arms and legs appropriately. She did not feel the presence of parts of her body. If you don't feel your legs, you cannot walk. And there are videos out there. If you go follow her on her Instagram, it, and the name of your Instagram is what, Britt? It's Britt with one T, B-R-I-T underscore Galvin, G-A-L-V-I-N. And we'll put a link to that in the story. And you can actually watch some of these videos, okay? And memory loss is no minor deal. She's 35 years old. I, I'm more than half of 100. So somebody might want to ex- you know, excuse me and say, oh, well, Michelle, you're getting old. But she's 35 years old in the prime of her life. She should not be having these kind of symptoms. And then when it comes to gastroparesis, that is delayed emptying of the stomach fluids of the stomach. So she has, go ahead. What was it? I actually have the opposite. So gastroparesis can come in two separate. One of them is more rare. One of them is slow rap- emptying and one of them is rapid emptying. I have what they call rapid emptying is what they explained to me. So like 30, I want to say that he told me like 33% of my stomach was still paralyzed and it's like just damaged. So however that connects, again, I'm not a medical professional, but however that connects, I have GI response to put it lightly after everything I eat and drink. Yes. literally so everything. So we, when you do not have a GI condition, if you're one of the population out there listening who has never had a GI condition or a GI diagnosis, you can't empathize perhaps with what she's saying. I hope you will yeah. sympathize with her because this is not a condition that she had before the COVID-19 vaccine, but she now has after the COVID-19 vaccine. But I'm a person who has um, ischemic colitis and I've had, I have gastroparesis as well. And I've had other conditions that are diagnosed and it is you eat every day. You survive. The reason why you're alive every day is because you consume food. And if you cannot consume food without paying a price for just consuming food, you are entering the world of a new kind of handicap. So that is a significant impact on the human experience. And she has lesions on her brain. That's very likely why she is having some issues with her memory. And she has inflammation all over her entire body because it is well documented that this vaccine does cause inflammation systemically. So she has experienced that. And needless to say, um, a lot of the medical professionals that may be out there listening, hopefully if you're not one of these that has a propensity to want to lump somebody like her into a hypochondriac world that you might want to go give a psych consult to, let me tell you why somebody might need a psych consult. It's because of the failure of the medical community. You are going to call, there is depression, there is suicide among this population because they are not getting the help they need. If you went into this profession for the reason you say you did, 
Hopefully it was because you wanted to be a reliever of the oppressed and suffering of of your generation. Well, here they are. There's millions of them out there and we need to find solutions for them. So we've got about six minutes before before we go to a break. And then after the break, we're going to talk about some extreme situations that she has faced in this persecution process. But quickly before we do that, would you tell us how, so you had your account deleted three times, if I'm not mistaken, and that's with twice. Yeah. Twice on Instagram. Okay. And then you had TikTok deleting you as well. Yep. And then what they also don't understand is like my account has never been deleted, but my videos have been deleted. You've had videos deleted. You have stories that are your actual individual testimony of your own life being deleted. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. Like uh, in the beginning, it was more so all the magnet stuff. I would have videos and lives that I shared and saved and it would be me sticking the magnet to my arm. Now, granted, I never once said what caused it. I was very careful because I knew Instagram was warning me. They kept sending me these warnings. Um, So I was very careful not to say, look, what is what this is, what has caused this. Um, Not only that, but at the time I wasn't, I knew it in my head, but I'm not a medical professional. I didn't know for sure. I'm not a scientist. So I wasn't going to claim that and then get in trouble for it. I didn't want to lose my account. I just wanted to show the world what was happening to me. So I would get on there and I would put the key on or whatever it was and it would stick and I would show everything to everybody and I would, the video would get taken down and I would be told that it's false information. And then I kept getting warnings. The next thing you know, my account was completely swiped. I went to the login one day. It was just completely gone. So that account, I was just a normal human being, a normal mom raising children prior to this happening to me. All of my pregnancy photos, my kids' photos, my videos, my wedding, everything that I had on there. And granted, a lot of those I have kept, but... um you know, I had a house fire in the past and I've, I've lost a lot of photos too that are physical. So it, my mistake, and I've learned my lesson, but a lot of my stuff was, you know, on my accounts. Thankfully, I do still have my Facebook account. They just put me in jail for a while, but but um, Instagram completely deleted me. I never got the account back. I had to start completely over. They deleted that one. And then I started completely over again. I have never made claims that the vaccine has done this to me. I have never made claims that I had a chip in me. I have never made claims that the government is trying to kill me. I have never said anything of the sorts. I have done nothing but tell my story. And I have been deleted, censored, bullied, threatened, all the above. Yeah, I don't think that if for those who are not on social media, you may not appreciate this, but even people that are in my parents age group in their 70s, they are at least on Facebook. And if they are active on Facebook, they realize, hey, this is actually a cataloging of my life. This is um the way that I've connected with people from my past, from my high school years. My mom found her best friend of her high school years who lived many states away because of social media. So social media has become a vital part of our society. It is now called the public square. It is where we should all be able to be able to come and talk about the what's going on in our life. But there's apparently powers that be and our federal government have engaged with the powers that be and have chosen that there are certain things that are going to be declared misinformation. And if they're misinformation, they are not um, valid or don't have a right, even in America, to have those words spoken. So some say, okay, well, it's a private forum so they can do whatever they want to do with you. And perhaps that is a valid point. But I think our American government is going to have to deal with if you're going to run something with American citizens on it, you're not going to be allowed to do certain things, even on your uh, public forum. Like 
a private store can't um, discriminate against me for my religion. Like let's say I'm wearing a burqa and I want to come into their store and they don't like people who wear burqas. They can't discriminate against me. So essentially what happened to Brit and so many thousands of other people is an American citizen was discriminated against for just simply telling her own story. And that is absolutely un-American and unconstitutional. So we're hoping that there's going to be lawyers uh, pursuing justice and she's going to get a chance to pursue justice. I encourage anybody who's out there in social media, anytime I get censored, I keep screenshot it. I keep a catalog of it. I have a file on my phone where I store that so that there's this ongoing evidence at, so that in the event there is some class action lawsuit one day, I can sign up for it and say, hey, I'm one of those people that it happened to as well. And then they can start measuring the impact. I mean, how do you measure the impact of not getting that word out, right? Right. And there's a lot of damage that happened to me. I don't know how much you want to go into this, um, but there's a lot of damage that happened to me because of that as well. I mean, people forget that we have other things going on in our lives before we become injured, right? I had mentioned a couple of times I was in a car accident prior. I had a lawsuit going on because of that. Um, I was told not to talk about it. When you're in a lawsuit, you don't talk about it. So on my social media, I never did. Um, but that censorship, when I started getting censored and they started deleting me, I started playing around with my social media. I would go private, then I wouldn't because me, along with all of the other people who are being censored are behind the scenes texting each other. How do we keep our accounts up? What do we do? And so we were all trying to experiment with like, do we go private for 24 hours? Do we not take anything out of your caption that has to do with the vaccine, put it back in, you know, so we were going back and forth. Well, that has really Really damaged me. That has really damaged me. And we can talk about that as much as you want. You know my story. So we'll go into what you want. But I um I can tell you legally it's gotten bad. Okay. So when we come back from after the break, we will definitely come back and start with that legal impact because she does have a major legal impact that has hurt her. And we'll start there right after the break. And I want to remind everybody that's in our listening audience that the only way that we can actually bring stories like this to you and tell you stories about Brit. And the only reason AmericaOutloud.news can even be here to be an uncensored platform is because of our sponsors. And our sponsors can be found at AmericaOutloud.shop. And if there's things that you are looking for, whether it be supplements, whether it be things to prophylactically protect you from COVID or just from illness and things like that, and any of the detox options for you that if you are a COVID vaccine injured, those things are available to you in the America Out Loud shop. So please check that out. When you are appreciating this show and appreciating this story, be sure to support our sponsors. It's time and this is The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. 
Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sea of Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to Nurses Out Loud. We're going to pick back up where we left off with Britt Galvin and her story of her vaccine injury. And we're going to start with the severe legal impact that happened to her because of her COVID-19 vaccine injury. Okay. So yeah, this is one, you know, Michelle, that I haven't really talked about a lot because during me telling my story and during me coming out and talking about the vaccine and everything, I never really mentioned anything that had to do with my spine, which is completely, I I guess I shouldn't say irrelevant, but completely separate from internal organ issues. Right. So, and things that happened to me, like my heart, gastroparesis, Guillain-Barre, which is vaccine induced. Those are very different than seven herniated discs in a spine. Now, can they get inflamed? Sure. But The vaccine, as far as I'm aware, does not cause herniations to the spine. It doesn't cause a screw. I have a fusion. It doesn't cause a screw to come out. So I've never talked about that. I've always just told my story from a vaccine perspective. But as I have grown the last three years on the internet, and as I've created relationships with the community, I found that this is like a sense of journaling for myself. Like I came out to be, I'm growing with myself kind of, so to speak. So it's now turned into a, um, not just about the vaccine, but all the traumas. I'm starting to realize all the traumas. And you and I kind of talked about this earlier, you know, all the traumas somebody goes through finally at one point in their life, when you go through something so traumatic, it might pull out other traumas. So I do, you know, the reason I'm saying this is because I have not talked about my car accident due to the legal implications of it, even though it is a trauma that I have, you know, dealt with prior to my vaccine injury. So because I went public with my vaccine injury, the lawyers of the defense of the man who T-boned me at 48 miles an hour and hit me so hard that the screws came undone, the one screw came undone in my neck, an effusion. That man is getting off. It was a $7 million limit lawsuit doesn't mean I would have gotten that, but that's what the lawsuit was. It was recently just dismissed based on fraud on the court. Now that word really, really scared me, but it's because of my vaccine injury. They said that my vaccine injury is so bad and it's so, it's so widespread 
and everything that has happened to me, it is so bad. And I've talked about this world. I've talked about this world of my vaccine injury so much so that the car accident is nothing. It's merely nothing. Everything that's injured me is all my vaccine injury and it's merely nothing. And so they went to the court and they created a four hour MGM movie and they'll probably hear this. And I don't care that they do. They created this movie for the judge and they, they poured like this podcast I'm doing with you now. They, they would create, they cut clips out of every one I've done. I'm on, I'm on 11 billboards. I've done over 40 or 50 interviews. They took pieces of each one and they played it for the judge. And the judge at the end of the four hours looked at me and said, Mrs. Galvin, if you really were injured by this, if you really were injured by this vaccine as badly as you've portrayed yourself to be, listen to those words, um, then I am really sorry, but I am thankful you are alive and sitting here in front of me today. But I would like to know why you've never mentioned the car accident. I would like to know what and started getting in on it. One of the things that really and the reason I talk about this is because people don't realize how much it has affected people like me to come forward and to talk about our stories and the damage and the legal implications that it has caused us in our own lives. I now will never get um I don't even know what the right word is. I will never get justice for what has happened to me because I wanted to come forward with my vaccine injury story. They will forever use my vaccine injury against me and I will never, ever get justice. So for people who sit back and say, you just wanted this for attention, you did this for attention, I still get that. You came out, you know, you're a liar. You you just tell people this story because you you want the clout. No, I just lost a $7 million lawsuit because of it and I get paid nothing for telling you my story. So tell me how I being rewarded for this. Yeah, it's unbelievable to think that one court is going to say you don't really have a car wreck injury worthy of being validated because you do have a vaccine injury so that a vaccine injury court can say you don't actually have a vaccine injury. You have pre-existing conditions from a wreck you didn't get to have a lawsuit over. It's absurd. It's absolutely wild. And it blows my mind. The question I kept asking my attorney over and over again is, but I don't understand how they even have relevance of the two. And he said, at the end of the day, they're not even fighting if they really hit you or not. They're fighting on where, you know, what the damages are, like where your injuries come from. And I said, but they're very black and white. And they said, but, but you on social media portray that it's all the vaccine and you don't talk about the car accident. And so they, they put the blame back on me. And it's just, it's wild. If anybody else has gone, you know, so if anyone's gone through this, this is the kind of stuff that's happening to those of us who are coming forward and telling our stories. It's hurting us in our family lives. It's hurting relationships. It's hurting our kids at school. If the teachers watch us and they're not anti-vaxxers and they're against anti-vaxxers, they're coming after me. For all I know, that judge might be somebody who hates anti-vaxxers. I don't know. You have to think of these things now when you come forward. So for everybody listening, it is it is so difficult, but it is also so important because at the end of the day, it's the future of humanity. Like people are just going to keep getting hurt if this continues. Right. As I mentioned in the beginning uh, to the population listening, every single day, thousands and thousands of children are getting vaccinated with something. There's always somebody getting vaccinated with something. So if there is a risk to every vaccine, just like there is to every other single pharmaceutical product. There's risk to injury and litigation. My family happens to be a family that has a child that's a chickenpox vaccine injury case. We've been in the federal vaccine court for seven years. Most doctors don't even know there's a federal vaccine court. That's one of the 20 questions I ask them if they know it or not. 
well, here's what I was told by my lawyer because I got an interview that went viral about my daughter's story. It was my own personal story. It went viral. And, and my lawyer said, you shut that down right now. You cannot talk about that. The federal right. government is watching you, Michelle. You be quiet about this because they're keeping an eye on you. Imagine being mm -hmm. a U.S. citizen and you're told by your lawyer, the federal government is watching you. Well, how are they watching me? I'm just minding my own life in little rural Georgia. What in the world is anybody want to watch me? I'm just having a kid that's costing me a million dollars in medical bills because of an injury. Why do they care about what I'm doing or saying. So I was silent and afraid, which is very much against my nature for about two years. And then COVID hit. And I realized that what I wanted to put, what I published in 2020 was basically educating people about the vaccine injury compensation program and the trauma that I've gone through so that you would know as a person like yourself that, listen, if you go into this COVID-19 vaccine, you don't have half the protections I have. And I'm sitting in court for seven years being threatened that I'm being watched by the federal government. You might want to know these 20 facts that I that I want to inform you about to make you better informed before you do it. But that kind of information was censored and kept from you. And I mean, who is Nurse Michelle anyways? If you'd even known me beforehand, would you have even trusted me? Because you needed to hear it from your medical professionals. You needed to hear it from trusted people in your life that there's a VICP and that there's a very that most people are in that court for 10 years to lose. So if you'd known that, you would have thought, well, let me just reevaluate this. If there's going to be any justice for me, it looks like none's going to come. So that that's a tragedy. Um, of course, we would have loved for her to win a seven million case if that was worthy of being won. And now that's been shut down. Now, you did put an appeal in. Is that correct? Yeah, we did appeal it last Friday. But I mean, I mean, what are the odds of a judge going against another judge? And what really hit it on the, the coffin, I just want to mention this before we move on. Um, when I first became injured, some people listening might remember my name was listed as a witness or as an injured in the frontline doctor's um, lawsuit, federal lawsuit against the government to stop the mandates. My understanding when I was asked if I would participate in that was if I was a witness or not, like, can we use your story? I was one of the only stories out at the time, um, at least one of the only stories being told. And I said, of course, please use my story. They listed me. I signed the, you know, signed the permission paper, whatever, give, you know, I'm not a lawyer, just like I'm not a doctor. I guess I should have paid more attention to what I was signing, but apparently my name was listed in there as a plaintiff. They, they went back and fixed it later on. Um, I never know. I never knew what happened with that. Obviously the mandates didn't get stopped, but here we are three years later and it pops up in my court case that why did I say in my deposition that I'm not involved in another court case? And I said, because I'm not. And they said, well, you are. You're involved with frontline doctors. And I said, no, I was listed, I was listed as a witness to help tell my story about vaccine injury. And they said, no, you're listed as a plaintiff. So apparently that is the reason they threw out my case. Wow, that is absolutely insane. <laughs> and if anybody out there listening, I mean, you really are lawyer dependent to be able to know how to interpret all the verbiage. You know what you are. You don't know what it's written down as a document, though. So that's really tragic. Now, there's some other shocking things that happened to her besides great censorship. People that were notable figures, celebrities even came after you. So let's let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah, I had some um, very large influencers, if that's what you want to call them, people with 500,000, you know, followers or more. Um, there was a doctor who's very well known 
on the internet who took a magnet. She had me like my face sitting up next to her. And she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to show you right now that what she's saying is not true. I just went and got a vaccine and she's pointing to her arm and she's showing where she got the vaccine and she takes a quarter or a coin or something. And she just keeps like kind of slopping it on there. If you can hear, she's just like slopping it, completely mocking me. Hundreds of thousands of people mocked me in her comments. Um, that brought a whole nother slew of hate. And then Dave Ramsey came along. Dave Ramsey, a lot of people know who he is because he pretends to be part of the health community, health and wellness community. He's married to a doctor and he comes out and, you know, apparently he has a lot of education out there for people in the health and wellness um, community. But he himself mocked me on a, he made a reel. A reel is kind of like a post, but it's like a video. They call them reels, R-E-E-L-S. And he made a reel and he took a cell phone and he slapped it to his arm and he mocked me. And he said, oh, guys, do you think this is going to stick to my arm? And he completely made fun of me, mocked me, harassed me um, through that through he didn't name me but i was the only one out there and he called me the magnet girl so i went into his comments people sent it to me i went into his comments and i commented he and i conversed a couple times in the comments and i said this is completely uncalled for um i wish that you would take this down like i'm getting harassment now from everybody people named me all in the comments i was named everywhere all of my people came to my defense. So there was this whole war going on in his post. He later on, um, well, let me back up. So then in the post, I'm sitting there telling him, let's talk about this. Let's go live. Let's talk. You you want to deny that this is happening to me. You want to completely shut me down. You're claiming to be part of the health and freedom community, but you're shutting me down without knowing a scientific bit of evidence. And you're not even looking into it. I would expect you to look into this for me. And instead, you're just mocking me and belittling me. And I said, let's talk. Let's talk publicly. Let's talk privately, whatever. He would not answer my messages. He would not um, shoot on my DMs. He would not talk to me. Any like He wouldn't do a live with me. Instead, about a week later, he posted another post and said that he was deleting anything that had to do with the vaccine. Um, I, I truly believe it's because so many of my followers, you know, thank God to them, they went at my defense. And some of the, my large accounts that follow me went at my defense and, you know, told him that what he was doing was really wrong. But somebody like Dave Ramsey is a really big influence in the health and wellness community. He is a celebrity. And, you know, the, he, those weren't the only two. There were a lot of them and they just attacked me. And you got to, I've been on Rumble. I've been on um, YouTube and people use my face, my videos, everything. And they just completely make fun of me. TikTok, when they canceled me, I stayed off of it because I couldn't bear to go on. I would cry every time. The videos that people would post of me were just absolutely disgusting and disturbing. Like I said, people were calling my work. So one at one point, I called the police. I tracked down the person who called my work. My my secretary was able to dial that star 69 or whatever it is that still exists. I didn't know. Um, and it tells you the number that just called. And I took the number and I called. I found out the area code it was in. I called the city. I called the police department in that city, gave them the phone number, and I told them the scenario and told them what was going on. And they actually went to that gentleman's house and made him stop harassing me. So these are real-life situations dangerous situations that started happening from celebrity all the way down to a, a little county man harassing me at work. It was just completely insane. Did the people that are um, mostly harassing give you the impression that they were among the vaccinated or not? Uh, they weren't. And I'm going to shock you right now. The people who hurt me the most, who harassed me the most were the anti-vax community. Unbelievable. 
absolutely shocking to me. It was the anti-vax community and it was a bunch of, I told you so, you deserve this, you didn't listen to me, I've tried to warn you, all of those little taglines over and over and over again. You deserve this, we told you. Well, I'm sorry, I never saw that before. I never saw that before. And I did search and I found nothing because they were censored. And think about it prior to 2021, let's just say, or maybe prior to 2020, when we thought about our social media accounts, we thought of it as something that we caught a glimpse into our friends' lives, the vacations they went on, their marriages, beautiful photos of their babies, things like that. And whatever was going on politically, like if somebody was running for president, you might've heard some nice clips or things like that. But now it has become the source of information for where you're going to get maybe your main news, people who are on the street journalists getting their information. Obviously it is a money-making business as well. Um, it it has, didn't prove for either one of us really to be a money-making business, but obviously if I'm going to be helping people find access to products that are going to help them and somebody wants me to rep that product, I have the potential to be able to make a business. So if somebody wants to censor me, they're actually censoring my ability to make money as well. So that's a negative. But when it comes to the anti-vax community, even my help, uh, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I mean, I proudly wear that badge. I do not, none of my grandkids have been vaccinated. I hope they never get a single vaccine because I believe the industry needs to be completely revamped. There needs to be accountability on the vaccine makers. There does not need to be liability-free protection offered for every single vaccine that's produced out there. The, the free market needs to determine their success. If we have significant people having significant injury and harm from a vaccine, that company should have substantial financial um, lit litigation against them. So we want the free market to work. It's allowed to work in everything else except in the vaccine market, and that's not okay. So what I'm surprised at is how many people, like you said, who are in the anti-vax community want to come after the people who are injured by the vaccine as if to say, well, we told you so. Well, you may have thought like I was out there doing what I could to inform people. Right. But I don't go around saying we told you so, because who am I anyways? I'm not the news. I, I'm becoming the news. I'm now on news as a talk show radio host. But people count on their local news they're listening to, they count on their doctors, they count on their pharmacists that's about to inject them to be appropriately informed. And when the pharmacists realize that that little insert was a blank piece of paper, they realize, wait a minute, something is wrong, Houston. I need to be, <laughs> yeah. as, the, as the medical professional that people are counting on coming to get information from, I'm obligated to go and find out what the root is and reach out to my pharmace national pharmaceutical um, organization foundation for the country and say, hey, we have a problem. I can't inform my patients. Do y'all see that we should be fighting something here? But that's not what's happening. And the few that were out there fighting for people like yourself to be appropriately informed so you didn't get the vaccine... Um, we're being silenced. So that is how we got here. Um, I, you know, I don't know whether Dave Ramsey is vaccinated or not, but he is a person who's a professing Christian who tries to profess that, you know, the, the financial freedom that he wants to do is based in Christian ideology. Well, Christianity transfers across every area of our life. It doesn't just apply only to our Christian walk. And I know he knows that, but the behavior toward another human that he did to you was certainly um, not exemplary of a Christian-like behavior that you would want to teach your children. I think I think he came to that conclusion. Maybe his wife got through to him. I don't know. But when he did delete the post, um, like I said, it was like a week later, and he made a statement that he wasn't going to post anything with vaccine-related anymore. Um, 
but it was still very hurtful and it was still very hurtful to me. And, you know, I want to make one point when you, we say you and I don't make any money from this. You're right. We don't. However, during COVID, when we all kind of went, we were all locked up, so to speak. Right. So we were working off of our Zoom campaigns, like in my um, Zoom campaigns and Zoom meetings and stuff. And with my profession, like I explained in, you know, part one of this is that I would go out and meet with business owners. So my LinkedIn, which is also a social media for professionals was being attacked when I went public. So when I went public, my LinkedIn and people were contacting my work. So I had to delete my LinkedIn. I lost all of my professional career and resume, all of my recommendations, all of my connections, everything I had on LinkedIn where business owners could find me to look me up to see if I was professionally adequate to be speaking to them about their business. I'm going and telling them how to change their business. It's a million dollar product. It's not selling them a vacuum. So now I no longer have a LinkedIn at this point when I'm, you know, when this is happening. And so I'm calling companies and we're on the stay at home order and they can't even look me up. So it affected me financially in so many different ways. I was already being affected financially from back to the car accident. And like I explained, then it came into this. So it's just, it's just been a world when it's, it's been absolutely nuts. Yeah, there is a historical fact that's documented that apparently a large number of a society actually is happy to be a government reporter. And apparently whatever happened in Nazi Germany revealed that, that there's something about people who want to tell on you and to get you reported. So it may surprise those that are listening out there that may not be those personalities that maybe you were the ones that would have hidden. And Frank, like Nurse Michelle has, every house I've ever had, I've made sure I have an Anne Frank place to hide people um, because I think that it's that important that we um, think like that. And that's just who I am. But the reality is, is that comedians are out there saying I was a shill. I literally would have told where she was just so that I would be kept out. I wouldn't be kept out of the pub for a month. Okay. I'm not going to be able to go to the pub. If I don't get my shot. Okay. Give me a shot so I can go to the pub. He says, I would have told on where Anne Frank was. And you think, okay, well, that's ridiculous. They went onto her LinkedIn account so that they could report her to her job. I have people literally not only, like you said, death threats, but it would be from medical professionals, the more credentials they had, the more, because I was teaching people how to nebulize hydrogen peroxide. And they said, you're going to kill people. So they wanted, yeah. And Brittany is one of the sources of people who knows for a fact that during her fifth bout of COVID, that when she followed Nurse Michelle's protocol, and she needed to be negative for a upcoming surgery. She was negative because we know how oh, to- I called you, please help me. And guys, I listened to every word she said and I did it. And I was not only negative, but my symptoms went away in two days. Yes, there is a way to do it. It's the Brownstein protocol. And she followed it to a T and did just what she was told. But when I was teaching people about Dr. Brownstein's longstanding methods of nebulizing hydrogen peroxide, they wanted to threaten to come after my license and things like that. And I first would say, do you think if you take my license, I'm going to shut up? I'm not going to start stop helping people just because you take away my license, number one. But number two, the viciousness with which they were willing to come at me is unbelievable. So yes, our society is made up of why I don't understand what it is about the human nature. The psychologists out there can write more about that, but there is something within the nature of the beast. And if you're one of those people who, if you can look back over the last two years and say, oh my gosh, I, I did think like that. Would I have been the person who reported 
the person who was needing to be hidden for protection. Because if it is, you need to really do some serious introspection on your life and, and repent of it, which means changing, turning from it and finding a way to redeem yourself by doing what you can to find out how to at least at a minimum share information like this and share it to people that you also know were part of the problem because we this will happen again if we do mm-hmm. not do something about it to stop it and identify what we did we cannot just brush it under the rug and act like what happened in 2020 meaning government wise the mandate the compliance the propaganda and the fear We cannot allow that to take hold in our society again because we have our children to think of. We have our grandchildren to think of, and there is something all of us can do. What would you say would be some solutions we could leave people with? Do you have, feel like you have some? I I mean, I I don't know if you mean like material solutions or, or, you know, theoretic or whatnot, but I think behavioral is one of them. I, I find that some people are spending so much time and you and I talked about this. So people are spending so much time on focusing on if the person was vaccinated, why did they get it in the first place? Did they get two or three? Oh, you're boosted. Why don't you just go get another one? This person is coming forward, trying to learn. This person is trying to change. Why do we not have the ability to allow people to change their mind? Why do, no matter what they said, if we're going to, you know, call ourselves Christians, right? I am a, a fear, a God fearing woman through and through. I will never take a person who told me, I hope you die. And if that person comes to me tomorrow and says, I am so sorry I said that to you. I was very wrong. My grandmother has problems from the vaccine now. And this has happened. It's a true story. Um, it's happened a lot. And they come to me and say, "My, I don't know what to do. Can you please help me? I'm not going to turn them down and say, no, you shouldn't have got it. And you shouldn't have said what you said in the first place. I'm going to say, I'm so glad that you saw the light. Let me help you. We have to, as society, allow people to evolve. This is a very complex thing that just happened. We are not all robots. We are not programmed to understand understand it or to believe it or to know how it works. I mean, look at me still sitting here today. I can tell you my story, but I don't know the semantics of all of it. Like I, I'm not a medical professional. I still, after seeing so many doctors don't know what really went wrong with me. I just know I got all these diagnoses. I don't know what's inside of me that's creating it. I, I still don't know. I know, you know, graphene oxide, this and that, but I don't know what it, what it's still doing to my body. People do not know. So these little sayings, like I'm a pure blood, um, you, you shouldn't have gotten, you know, it in the first place. I told you so that all has to stop. It has to stop. You have got to focus on the change. If we want change and if we don't want it to happen again, you have got to give grace and gratitude and forgiveness and you have got to lead the way you truly do. You cannot be the doctor or the nurse that follows everybody else just because you're told to. You've got to be the one that secretly tells them, go report it to VAERS. This is what happened to you. You have got to spread awareness. You've got to. That is a wonderful challenge from her. I love what she has to say. And for those out there that are vaccinated, that let's just say don't want, and you're perfectly fine and nothing ever happened to you and you feel like everything's fine for you. um, Here's the thing. If you took one for the team, if that's why you did it, well, so did she. Okay, so she took one for the team and all the people who did the same thing of taking one for the team, let's just say, and you think you're doing the betterment for society, you're more concerned about the betterment of society. Well, if that be true, then this is part of society. We now have millions of permanently handicapped, injured people whose bodies, we do not know the outcome of what's going to happen with their health. They have, they have anxiety. They have fear. Do you have any anxiety? Do you have any fear of anything at all? 
okay, well, they may have had that before they had the injury and now they have a hundred times more reasons to have anxieties and fears about their own health and their children's future and their own futures, their ability to provide for themselves and put food on the table and pay their bills. So it is valid. It is relevant. And it's not just the COVID-19 vaccine injured. It is the people who have children who are vaccine injured, known as the anti-vaxxers. And we are, and this is the way an anti-vaxxer is made. It is made by a parent of a child or a person themselves having a vaccine-related injury that they are either permanently harmed or they have a dead child from. And that is how a vaccine injured, a vaccine anti-vaxxer is made. So it's about time to start having a little bit of compassion about how what an anti-vaxxer is and how one turns into it and think about, well, what was the reason why they turned into being this person? And what can we do to, as a society that's supposedly worried about the greater good of society, let's find a solution for the greater good of society. And it does not mean get injected up every single time somebody tells you to do it. Right. You said it perfectly. (laughs) I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. Everybody make sure to follow her on her social media links. I will have them all in my show notes so that you can continue to follow her story and support her in any way she can. I'll also include some of the things that she's used to help her get better and the solutions that Nurse Michelle is out there sharing with people to help them if they want to choose those things to get better. You can investigate them and research them on your own and consider whether or not it's something you want to look into yourself. Thanks, Britt. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to tell you, thank you for all that you're doing, the awareness that you're spreading and the the good that you're doing for humanity. It's just admirable. Thank you. Thank you, Britt. So thankful for Britt Galvin's story to be brave and do something. In many ways, she is doing all she can to restore her health to what it was before the COVID-19 vaccine, but she's doing so much more. In spite of censorship and an all-out attempt to silence her real-life story of suffering, Britt is providing hope for others, and they come to her Instagram platform by the thousands. Why did they come? Because they also are among the injured. You can find the link to her Instagram in my show notes. If you are among the injured Americans from the COVID-19 vaccine, know that Nurses Out Loud is doing what we can to find valuable resources to help you get back on the road to wellness. As new advances come to our attention, we will do what we can to make sure that information gets out to the American people. Our new sponsor for our show is ASEA, redox molecules. Not only is it 100% natural, but it's 100% native to the human body. We encourage you to try this product for 90 days and see if this incredible product can help you recover your body from injury. You can go to the americaoutloud.shop to find this product. If you have any questions, send us an email on our show page at americaoutloud.news slash nursesoutloud, and we will give you the guidance you need. Be sure to see my show notes for this part two of Britt's story for other valuable information for those recovering from vaccine injury. If you know someone who has been vaccine injured, please share this information with them and keep it in your phone so that you can find it easily and share it again and again easily. It's up to each of us to disseminate valuable information to those in our community. Speak truth without fear. Nurses Out Loud is here to help you. There is help and hope. Spread the hope. It's time.